bitches, it's me, Jono. Welcome back to Jabber. Today we have the Dab Daddy, the owner of iPoppy, Sammy Ooh. Elliott. I like the way that sounds. <laughs> yes, but hello, hello, hello. also credited as a model actor. Ooh, that's one of the many things I do. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I like to consider myself a chameleon because I can do a lot of almost anything. <laughs> Get it, girl. So how are you? Today I'm great. Uh, got a good workout in this morning, got a little bit of work done, and now here I am with you. Yeah. How are you today? I am doing good. Thank you for asking. This is early for me. This is like, it's already mid-afternoon. It's, it's um, yeah. <laughs> this is early for me. Okay. I've been up since about 5 a.m. and just been on my work horse. Just phone calls, meetings emails gym and now you well it's because i have at least 14 jobs wow 14 jobs what are you doing i mean i act i model i produce i have my own company and inside that lifestyle brand it's a cannabis brand it's a fitness apparel brand and digital art not only that i also am a full-time dad dog <laughs> And um, I also create content for multiple brands. And I even used to have um, my own ad agency for a little while. Oh, nice. That's awesome. How come I didn't know but, about all this? I mean, you just see the model, baby. <laughs> and the weed. Oh, yeah. And the weed. <laughs> Forget about the weed. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Yeah. Uh, what have you been up to? Um, I just came back from northern california i was up in the emerald triangle it's uh where's that at it's like uh, in by santa rosa and mendocino california okay it's considered the emerald triangle it's like the most like condensed and dense populated area where people grow weed uh -huh. because is that where the also, wizards are yeah <laughs> on top of the mountain <laughs> But um, it's considered the most like condensed and populated area where you grow cannabis because it's like in the whole entire world, the most like nutrition place that you could ever like grow cannabis. It's so crazy. Oh, the wow. way the altitude, the way the air is, the water, like it's so crazy. It's so beautiful. Like there's only one other place in the world and that's where already they grow um, wine oh, and have the huge vineyards in Europe. I'm like, Whoa. so you got to go some dope wine next to some dope weed. <laughs> yeah. I want to go. But we were up there this weekend because it was the, what they call the Emerald Cup. Uh -huh. It's this huge, huge award ceremony, uh, music festival, arts festival, and cannabis competition. Okay. So anyone who's, anyone who owns a brand, whether it's legal or what they call traditional market because there's still a lot of traditional brands here in the United States still. Mm -hmm. But um, so all these people submit their product, whether they have categories for everything, whether it's flower, indoor flower, outdoor flower, and they have like uh, flower that's used, like uses um, soil or hydroponics, like whether it's being in water or actual soil. And then there's like competitions for like concentrates, edibles, vape pens, best eight uh vape pen with solventless rosin best vape pen with blah 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 you know like because there's different ways to make all the different things 
So there's like so many different categories and so many different um, awards uh, that you could win. It's basically the cannabis, like um, Oscars for cannabis. Oh, wow. I'm into that. I want to go. It was so fun. They had mushroom brands there. They had uh, weed brands, so many different cool clothing, of course, food. I, I got to see uh, the two headliners performing were E40 and this artist goes by the name of Chanel Trace. Channel Trace. It was so good. Oh my gosh. That sounds awesome. And where this, so where's fun. this again? This was in Santa Rosa, California. It's about five and a half, six hour drive from here, from LA. It was a two day festival. It was so much fun. So much cannabis and food. <laughs> Not to mention the amazing music that we got to see too. So many good bands. That was my fun filled weekend. I want to go. That sounds so much fun. So giving the audience a little background, how did we meet? We were all downtown Chinatown. We were running around everywhere, shooting some shit. It was you, me, Nick, and Madison. We were scouting the uh, location. Right, yeah. So we were location scouting when we first met. <laughs> yeah. And you were high as fuck and screaming to the top of your lungs that you needed to find a restroom. And I was with our, my client trying to figure out like where we're going to shoot and everything. And you're pulling on me saying like, I need a restroom. And I was like, I'm not the owner of this place. <sighs> It's all coming back to me now. <laughs> it was you, your brother, Matt Lars, and uh, another good friend of ours, um, Nick Meadows. And you guys are Nick all, Meadows. you guys are all <laughs> high as fuck. <laughs> high as kids. And that's when we first moved to LA. You're like, Nick was my very first friend mm -hmm. in LA. And so like, we started hanging out and clicked really quick right away fast. So you were like one of my first photographer friends that I first met too. Yeah. That was so hilarious. Where are you guys from? Originally, uh, we were born and raised in San Jose, California. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you guys were from um, Texas. I uh, We moved from Texas back to Los Angeles. But we, uh, I was born and raised in San Jose. I lived there from birth to about 13 years old. And then we moved to El Paso, Texas. And I lived there till I was uh, like 21, off and on after that, because I was going to school. So I was coming back to, but I was going to school in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. So I was going to school in the Bay Area a little bit, then I come back to Texas. And then I finally decided I wanted to move to LA. And now I've been in LA five years. Time has flown. Seriously, but you know, you have to come back to California for a reason, right? California. Exactly. I'm totally was... like California baby and I love Cal everything California. It, there's you can go to the snow and the ocean all in one day. Literally in the one day. I've done it. That was like one of the coolest things I've ever done here. Yeah. I've gone, Start for the I, morning and ski in the afternoon. I've been to the mountains in the early morning and gone to the nude beaches at night. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, where was I? Uh, I don't think I met any yet. <laughs> well, next time you do that, tell me. That sounds like I'll, fun. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll text you next time. <laughs> okay. So, what uh, what is the term "dab daddy"? Ooh, dab daddy. Okay, there's a there's a story behind that. <laughs> okay. Okay, so when I first moved to Los Angeles, um, this was about five and a half years ago. Dabbing uh, was and was still like brand new 
No one really knew what it was. No one was really doing it. Oh, it was only if it was like a niche thing, if you knew, um, if you're in like cannabis already for a while and you knew what concentrates were. But um, a lot of people didn't know what it was. So it was when I first moved here and I was working with this company called Candy Bend. And they owned, the, at the time, this huge content house in all the way up Doheny Street in Beverly Hills. Freaking, I mean, this house was beautiful, epic. Even had history to it. I mean, Marilyn Monroe used to shoot there. There was like photographs in the house of her, like where she had been taking photographs in the house. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I was I became house manager, and just like developing and creating content for the brand Candy Pens, and just like uh, working full fledged for them, and just creating a name for myself in the cannabis industry as like an influencer and a model and through doing that i was hosting and creating like um, campaigns for the company and one of the can one of the very first campaigns that i came up with was um very elegant luxurious like because the company has these electronic um portable devices on which you can dab on so you can bring your concentrates, put them into it, and it's called an e-rig, and you can dab literally anywhere you want. So the concept of the video was having these hot babes by the pool while this butler-esque like, house pool boy delivers them dabs and like takes them out dabs while they're sunbathing and having this like, beautiful time at the pool. And on the set of that day, it was me... <clears throat> the camera operator and then four other girls and while we we're shooting this uh i'm like just getting all these dabs ready making sure all these chicks are getting high and smoking weed and like just serving them up serving them up and they're like you do a dab you do a dab and i'm like no i'm gonna serve you guys first i gotta get you guys high while doing that one of the girls uh was just we we're just talking having fun and she just got annoyed just goes like oh it's because you're so you're the dab daddy you gotta serve us first thanks daddy and since that day it just stuck she's they started calling me dab daddy everyone else caught the name called dab daddy and then since then i just ran with it i was it was on it's on my social media now it's even funny because i'll be talking to people <laughs> And they'll know my online presence and name before they know my actual name. <laughs> They're like, yeah, like, I was just talking to you online. It's a Sam, blah, blah, blah. They're like, Sam, what are you, the dad daddy? Sam, oh, then it clicks. Like, oh, dad daddy, yeah, what's up, Sam, what's going on? <laughs> like, half the people didn't even know my real name. And that name was so, like, relevant and popular that I almost um considered calling and naming my cannabis or my lifestyle brand dab daddy Mm -hmm. it kind of is like that yeah i I figured like it would be better to keep the name as a persona myself as opposed to calling it the brand Mm -hmm. also there was already a little bit of like um uh, infringements with the name someone already owned rights to it so i didn't want to like trademark that and like have to fight for um, certain rights with merch and shit. So we went back to the drawing board and came up with a new name for the brand. Sweet. And that's what led us to the brand iPoppy. That's awesome. It all started with a woman with daddy issues. That's awesome. 
That's how a lot of things start. It's true. <laughs> so tell me the daddy issues. So tell me, tell me about I Poppy. Ooh, I mean, shoot, I Poppy. Okay, so we're we're a lifestyle brand. There's three tiers to our brand. It's cannabis, fitness, and fashion. Uh, as of right now, we are sh- like front running the cannabis and fitness, the fitness apparel side. Uh, we have most of our artwork done for the NFT and digital artwork, but it's going to take a lot more backing and a lot more funding than I initially thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's taking the kind of a backseat. Hopefully, after this next year, when we come into stores and launch um, the cannabis and fitness apparel side of it, we will raise enough money to then start backing the digital art and NFT portion of it. That's awesome. But with that being said, um, right now we're really running down and just like taking over the cannabis side of it mm-hmm. while finishing up the apparel side. That's awesome. We will be, I mean, we've already made huge deals and already partnered with a farm up in Mendocino. It's a legacy three-generation farm. Like anyone who's anyone in the community knows who Huckleberry Hill Farm is and like just absolutely is a big fan of them and just loves all their product. They're one of our partners. Um, So we basically have the best product in the United States, almost the world, I'd say. (laughs) And then that maybe um, in this, after the new year, we'll start doing and jumping more into the fitness aspect of it too because i mean weed and wellness go hand in hand together Mm -hmm. so our goal is to create and curate these sweet um fitness like either workouts or even like sound baths or meditations and get to introduce ipoppy with the cannabis side with the fitness side as well Mm -hmm. just showing how showing everyone one, teaching them and educating them on the plant, how it helps you, how it can help you with digestion, all the way to inflammation, to getting hunger. Because a lot of people, for some reason, aren't hungry. They don't eat. I'm always hungry, bitch. So <laughs> let me tell you. I was going to say, I, like, one of my questions I have for you, I'm going to ask you right now. <laughs> what do you recommend for the munchies? Oh, girl. <laughs> uh, I mean... I saw, okay, <laughs> it depends. It's like, wh- what are your goals? What are you after? <laughs> if you're I trying mean, to like. I mean, I like to feel like when, when cause uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I am a user. Um, <laughs> I, I am I, a user. I, I, I mean, I like, I love a good edible and I control my edibles with, with the numbers with, um, mm-hmm. I usually do like a one-to-one just to make it like a nice steady, nice steady high. Then it gets me through my day. And it, 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 no, you it don't. not only helps with anxiety, it helps me with just like relaxing because it's, it, this is like a, you know, the last few years have been a little stressful and I mean, we live in a stressful ass city and world. So, yeah. Yeah. So it, it honestly, it helps me and it calms me down it's, and I don't do it throughout the entire day. Usually towards the end of the day, I'll, I'll, I'll partake in an edible. But it, it's not usually like something that's like every day or like, who am I kidding? It is every day. But, um, <laughs> but, um, 
but but it, it's um it's something that just like helps me like throughout like part of my day process and it's not like something I overdo and over binge and, and it's like something that I've I've grown a tolerance to well, and, I mean that's awesome one of our main goals is literally to break that stigma yeah is is the way people can or want to judge you and look at you different because you started smoking weed in the morning like mm-hmm. okay I woke up I smoked a joint but you woke up and you drank coffee mm-hmm. you know what I mean so that's your it's, that's it's, your it's vice still, that's my it, vice yeah it, it's just a different stimulant exactly you can still be addicted to caffeine you can still be addicted to sugar and sugar is the number one killer in this whole world number yeah. one causing cancer causing freaking supplement too yeah. and oh yeah just fine sugar but I mean, I use cannabis for more multiple reasons too, not just just to get high. But I st- first started using cannabis because of um, I have gut issues. Mm-hmm. I uh, got salmonella poisoning when I was like eight years old, mm-hmm. and it attacked my stomach. And since then, I've always had like gut stomach issues growing up all my life. I there was like I remember. Uh, one point in my life, I was like, just started using cannabis and only because I real started realizing it was helping with my nausea like crazy because I'd wake up some mornings and just like be salivating, yeah. nauseous, uh, and I wouldn't like, I, I don't, wouldn't get it. I was like 20 something years old. Why do I wake up and like, feel like, like, do I need to eat? What was it? Like, uh, and I think it was just from like history of just having gut and stomach issues from when I was almost when I almost died from salmonella poisoning mm-hmm. and so first thing I started using which helped me was probiotics and prebiotics but let me tell you cannabis woof, life changer I could remember sometimes just feeling nauseous for like 20 30 minutes at a time and just like not being able to do much I take one rip of of a of a good rosin or, or a good joint maybe a bong and i can literally it will subsidize like like instantly it's so crazy That's awesome. and it helps so many people with hunger there's a lot of people who suffer from bulimia not anorexia don't eat and cannabis is a huge huge helper in that yeah. so i mean cannabis is just amazing the plant it was given to us it comes from the mother earth we don't make it. We don't create it. It's from a seed. That's awesome. Well, well you do make it in the farm, but I, but I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So like I t- I've been there too. I had something like in my stomach before and had to go to the doctor, and the doctor gave me an antibiotic, and then it that messed me up for ten years. But you know, you, you I mean, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about because one, doctors. Uh, I, I don't even believe in our health system anymore. It's all fucked. But I mean, when you're taking antibiotic, they don't even tell you that taking antibiotic, not only, yes, it's curing you, it's helping you whenever you're, whatever you've got inside of you, but it's also cleaning everything out of your body too. All of the good bacteria, all the good gut health that you've been building up for years and years, mm-hmm. wipes it completely away. Mm-hmm. And that's why um, when you're done taking it or once you're off, you're even more fucked up because one, you have to reintroduce all these things into your body again, because you can't do it the same way. You can't eat the same way you were before because all of that hard work and gut health that you have inside of you is completely gone, wiped away. Yeah. It takes like seven months to rebuild any of that gut health back again. Mm-hmm. So from then on, from when you've taken that antibiotic, you're already screwed. Yeah. I mean, yes, you've killed whatever harmful thing is in you, 
But that's why I don't really like if you're getting sick and you have a little cold or something, you don't take antibiotics. You let your body fight that shit off because then you're building antibodies, antibodies, antibodies. Because if you just take a freaking every time you get sick, you're never going to build any antibodies and you're always going to be sick. Done. Yeah, it's it's you're right. I think I only I've only took them once, and that's when I had some vanilla poisoning at the age of like eight, and I almost died. Oh shit! I was in the hospital for a week. What did you eat? I ate. Okay, so this is what happened. Uh, we had me and my brothers. We had uh four boxer turtles, these huge ass like turtles that we just played with in the backyard, and because we were obsessed with Ninja Turtles. I mean, I love Ninja Turtles, still love it. But um, so we each had our own Ninja Turtle. And um, after a couple of months, or I don't know how long, they end up dying. We didn't really take care of them that well. But uh, we still kept their shells. Their shells were still fucking sick. Like, cool Ninja Turtles shells, and we would play with them. Lo and behold, playing with them, they still carry some vanilla poisoning after they're dead. And so do the shells. And I put my hands, I was always like a, a nail biter when I was younger. And so, hands in my mouth. For a couple of days after that, I was just like sick for about three to five days. My parents were telling me they were letting me like go through it. They just thought I was sick, but then they started seeing um, I wasn't eating anymore and my stool was like black. So it was tripping them out, took me to the hospital. The hospital was like, he's so dehydrated. Oh my gosh, he's so like so good. You got him in here. He's He's literally about to croak. Wow. So that from then on, it was just like, antibiotics and just re um hydrating my body and just uh going through it because i was just like constantly going going throwing up going throwing up going throwing up and that's what fucking till this day gave me gut issues Damn. so that's why every morning i wake up first thing i do probiotic (laughs) well you have to now and then i started taking this um I'll have to send you the link, Chono, because it's really freaking amazing. It's like, <clears throat> and it literally sells out within minutes every time this guy comes out with a new batch. It's this like super, super potent um, pre and probiotic, mm-hmm. but it, he makes it into this like, it's almost like a yogurt or like a, a I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Um, it's like, um, it's got I a flamingo I, I, on it. Is yeah. The, is the branding. Is it pink? And it, yes. And it's pink. Yeah. yeah. I, I, anyway, I've heard this, someone sent it to me before and it, it's um it's it's like a yogurt but it's like um yeah he makes like a yogurt and then like a pudding version of it yeah 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 and he just had this christmas launch sold out like crazy oh my brother my brother matthew is the one who turned me on to it and he's the one who buys it so i was in texas this past thanksgiving for the holiday and he had some in the fridge and that's what i was taking every day just one little it tastes amazing and it bomb it works it was it was it's awesome this yeah. product is awesome and it's non-dairy right exactly yeah i wish we had the name of it i know <laughs> um but i've i've screenshot it before someone someone sent me a tiktok on it and I, I i wanted to try it no i'm telling you you should definitely get it i tried getting it but i didn't miss the i missed the batch this season or all this christmas sale so, but like you, you, we steered away from that question. What do you recommend for the munchies? Oh, oh shoot. Okay. Munchies. Well, that, okay. <laughs> it just depends. Like for me, if I'm like, okay, like say I have a photo shoot or a modeling gig or something and I'm trying to look a certain way before and I, I 
don't have the liberty of eating munchies the way I want to. Mm-hmm. I'll stick to just straight nuts, cheese, and maybe like what I used to do a lot was broccoli in mustard. <laughs> it's really good. Huh? And pickles. Oh man, pickles go so hard. So that's like if I'm trying to like watch what I'm eating and like calorie intake. If I have the munchies though, and I don't care. Oh my god, girl. Woo. Give me some give me some cookies. Give me some brownies. I don't know the if you've ever th- been to this place. The problem with me is that I have no self-control. One. And my ass will order, I don't know how much, like on Uber Eats and DoorDash and whatnot, whatever has a promo code. And I'll it doesn't matter what time of the night Sale? or whoever whoever is open, I don't care how long it takes you to get over here. And that that's my problem. Okay, so what it looks like is your problem is your phone. <laughs> you need to put that yeah, thing down. Yeah. yeah. No blue light past 10 p.m. <laughs> Unless you're editing, that's different. That's work. <laughs> but I don't know. I need to find a happy. You said pickles. I mm-hmm. I like I like pickles, but you don't like peanuts or nuts. I love nuts. But okay, I've been I've been literally addicted to pistachios lately. Pistachios are good. And girl, I'm the I'm the lazy kind. I get the already shell deshell pistachios, and I just get the bag, and I'm just like, oh, oh. Uh-huh. how? Because <laughs> like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they have salt and vinegar flavored. They have honey roasted. They've got black cracked pepper. They've got. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Fresh. Well, like I'm trying to figure out things like like I can eat that that will not like make me bloat the fuck out of me and one and not make me gain a whole bunch of weight because like I've been gaining so I've been like good mildly good on my diet but when it comes to me having an edible or something it's like I go to town downstairs on in, in the snacks and then and I'll just order something and that's another reason why I don't do edibles that much because I'm the same way with edibles dude like if I smoke weed and i do dabs and shit i can like fight it doesn't matter with well. me though if i take a vape pen or something with it i still get fucking hungry it does not matter i, I become yeah. into like the bottomless pit and i want to eat everything but i was thinking um on when you said pistachio and immediately i thought of pistachio ice cream and then i was thinking of like a diet version of it because you can make your own ice cream now at home like a diet version of pistachio ice cream that might be kind of good Maybe it sounds bomb. Yeah. I love pistachio. Have you ever had a pistachio cookie? Yes. Oh, my God. There's this place in West Hollywood called Junior Cookies. Uh-huh. Holy, don't go there ever. Not if you eat one, If you eat one cookie, <laughs> you're going to be addicted. So, no, I'm on their, like, list now. They send me messages whenever <laughs> their new cookies come out. Like, it's bad. You're on the email list. Yeah. Like, Save me those cookies. Because <laughs> that's that's like my thing. When I'm like, if I eat edibles, like edibles, I will, I'm just like you, I'm bottomless pit. It, I won't stop. It's crazy. Yeah. Like I'll just eat, eat, and like I'll feel full, but I'll just keep eating and eating. It's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's edibles. That's what they do to you. They just get you. They There's get you. Thing. One time I, I took a really strong one and then I just knocked out like right after it went, went upstairs and knocked out. 
I come downstairs the next day. And I'm like, oh my God, there's like somebody had a party here. <laughs> like, like all these drinks open, all these different sodas and everything. I was like, when did I buy a two liter of Dr. Pepper? When did I buy a two liter of Dr. Pepper? Drink one drink and leave it open on the counter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then like, there's like open bags of chips and whatnot. And, and it's I was like, like Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck, I ordered a pizza, damn. And like, <laughs> not having like no self-control when you're in that Girl. state is it's pretty it's pretty bad and then it takes a toll on your um at least for me my waistline <laughs> at least for me my waistline <laughs> i mean uh but it's also a lot of fun <laughs> yeah it, it, was, it was it was great i can't remember most of it but i know i had a good time <laughs> that's the other best part you're like hmm, must have not been me <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Alrighty, we're going to take a little nap, but we'll be right back. Hey, bitches. Check out my website at johnofoto.com. Currently, I have a sale for $150 off photo packages. Sale ends at midnight, December 25th. The perfect gift for anyone. Visit johnofoto.com and happy holidays. <laughs> Girl. Woo, woo. We're back from that kitty, kitty, kit, cat, cat nap. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So we just, we, we took a little nap, but we came back and we did a hit and mm -hmm. we're feeling good. I feel really good. I just took a fat dab of some white thorn rose eye poppy. Woo. Well, so uh, tell, me tell me about that. Tell me about that. Um, the white thorn rose, mm -hmm. I poppy. Yeah. Um, well, white thorn rose is our first strain that we're going to be launching into stores with. It's a uh, solventless rosin. Uh, the flower comes from the farm Huckleberry Hill Farms, which is one of our partners. Yeah. We are one of two brands who have sourced this in particular cannabis, which is the number one sought after plant and cannabinoid in the market right now. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we are one of two brands that were able to lock it in for our distribution. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's freaking, I mean, in the cannabis industry, Jono, it's like crazy. People are like asking me, how did you do that? How did you accomplish this? How are you able to appear? And not even, we're not like, because we're not even in stores yet. Mm -hmm. We don't launch into stores until January. Mm-hmm. And so going to these huge events and dealing and talking to these people who have been in the industry 10, 20, 30 plus years, yeah. and they see like <clears throat> iPoppy coming in out of nowhere and already partnered with Huckleberry Hill Farms and Mendocino, I mean, and Heritage Hashco, which are like the two biggest, two of the biggest names in the industry. And it's like, whoa, whoa, what? And you guys aren't even in store? Oh my, where are you guys at? How do I get some? How are you? So we've just been like so blessed with these amazing friendships and networks that we're able to do this and we're allowed to have these the strain in this flower for our branding so cool that's awesome i can't wait to try it, it it literally last year at the emerald cup it won first place for its best really? hatch mm -hmm. and um this year there okay so there's like three awards or cups or 
achievements you could get in the industry. Uh, one is the Chalice Cup, one is the Emerald Cup, and the other one is, um, oh fuck, what is it called? Oh yeah, um, no, what is it? When you don't like, um, when you're, say you and I are competing against each other and, and we're both in the same category, but we don't have any, um, what is that word I'm missing? Dang it, it's the dab, son. <laughs> fuck, I'm missing the name. Anyway, it's like where like all the best of the best come together and like they all compete in this category and I forget the name of it. Anyway, so there's another award for it and they just won that award this year. Heritage Hashco did for their riddles and that's what our second strain will be that we come out with. So right off the bat, we're coming, off with, coming out with the two like bad, most badass wanted strains in the industry. It's so crazy. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I'm excited for you. That sounds like something <laughs> you're doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it, baby. I'm doing it. <laughs> so throughout this um, entire process, has social media been good to you with the whole cannabis thing? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. I've had my personal account taken down three times. My uh, business account now, which is iPoppyco. Mm-hmm. Has already been flagged twice for posts that was a repost. Like someone posted it, I reposted it, got flagged already twice for. It. I'm just so I'm just trying to be very very cautious yeah. and very very um, choosy and picky on what we post as far as when it comes to cannabis because they're very strict. Yeah. Um. So this is off of I'm assuming Instagram, right? Correct. Yeah. Have you looked into other other platforms, maybe? Um, We are on also Twitter, and we are also on TikTok. Mm -hmm. We have a little bit of a following and presence there, but um, my goal was to build the Instagram up as much and then let that trickle and funnel down to the other platforms. Mm -hmm. Only because I'm so Instagram savvy, and I've already built up multiple accounts, over 100 thousand following so i know how to work that and i know it's like my niche mm-hmm. whereas for like tiktok and twitter i'm like okay at it because mm-hmm. even like my personals don't even have that big of a following yeah so i just stick to what i'm good at and then let everything else come into play so do you have uh, any personal or any passion projects you're working on right now i poppy mm-hmm. <laughs> literally running my life like i haven't even been able to work that much like for myself personally because i also have my acting and modeling career and like content that i create for different brands and stuff and i haven't been able to do hardly any of that for the past almost a year because i've been working so hard on the brand and that's just been like if I got a job, it's like a friend reaching out that I've worked with in the past already or someone who already knows my work and like reaches out to me, but no like new clients or like new stuff because I haven't been able to really network and reach out in that aspect of like an influencer model type. It's all been like business owner, um, iPoppy, trying to figure out our next move as a brand and community. Yeah. Well, it's also hard right now because, you know, we're in, we're in a different era now. We're in this new digital area. Well, like where we are at right now, like we're doing an interview over, <laughs> over Zoom right now. You know, like yeah. meeting, meeting, 
No, but meetings are different now. Going to go 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 sees networking, it's all different now. It's not the same like how it used to be a few years ago. Yep. And it sucks because I went to school for all that. And and hearing like, oh yeah, this is how we're gonna go do like our our go sees, how we do our our meetings and stuff like that, that's all gone thrown out the window now because it's all different now. With this whole mm-hmm. Everything's a new, this whole, we're in a brand new world now because it's like, this is essentially the digital era where we're able to communicate with each other over Zoom (laughs) and, and making those possibilities, you know, possible. There's no such thing as a going to like a meetings anymore. You know, everything. Yeah. I want to see you in person. I want to see your face. No, it's true. You kind of miss that personal um, interaction. Because I, I hate emails. That's what for sure. Yeah, and it, it, I'll it's just email it's me. Personal. It's impersonal, and you don't get to really, you know, like connect with you know whatever what you're doing. You know, I don't know. And that's my uh, favorite thing is connecting with people. Yeah, I maybe love the connection. We got all souls, baby. <laughs> <sighs> um, my poppy's gonna come out with uh our own pens as well. In the oh, really? That's what I was gonna ask you about pens. We're gonna come out with our own solventless rosin pens. Well, they're gonna be carts. They're called they're called carts. It can be called pens either way, but it doesn't matter. So tell me what what's the difference between those two? What is what's what's a vape pen and what's a rosin cart? Uh, okay. Well, I mean, there's a Shoot, there's so many different kinds now. People mm-hmm. are making all sorts of rosin pens. I mean, and just vape pens because they they even have. I've been seeing these things called uh, Delta Eight and Delta O variants. They're like other cannabinoids of the cannabis plant, and they can still get you high, but they're completely legal because they're derived from hemp as opposed to like a thc like a marijuana plant yeah so crazy but um the ones that they sell like regular in dispensaries and stores uh you would just i would say be careful with because a lot of them have a lot of harmful additives and like chemicals and clays and terping profile like flavors that they're just adding into this and even what they're using the cannabis with can even be like how are they extracting it is it crc is it um bho is it butane and all of those extraction processes are harmful to you especially if you are avid on a vape pen and you're always smoking it and then you'll notice like your roughness on your throat you'll get a weird cough you'll build this like weird phlegm Mm-hmm. And that's because of all the different additives they're adding into that pen. Over a long period of time, it could do damage to you. Oh, like, oh yeah, for sure. I'd say, absolutely. And a lot of them aren't um, temperature gauged either. So sometimes these pens will be coming out 700 to 1,000 degree vape. Mm-hmm. And that right there is just harmful for your lungs and throat. Oh my god! I you're, if you're a, if you're a musician or an artist too, you you can't be hitting that shit. You're gonna damage your vocal cords like crazy. I did that once when um I was with a friend in Mexico, and I took a hit of her vape, and she had it like you know, for her settings that she's used to, 
But when I did it, I was like done for like the fucking two days because it just burned me. <laughs> and I was just like your throat. Yeah, I was just like raspy for the entire trip because I was just like I got burned. <laughs> and that's see, that's something we're gonna not do <laughs> as I poppy. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna come out with these awesome carts that are temperature gauged that aren't gonna go above five hundred degrees. Well, I mean, we'll probably have it like 700 to melt it at first and then hit the vape. Anyway, they're not going to be hot and crazy. They're all, they're only going to be filled with solventless rosin, no additives, no nothing. So it's the most cleanest extraction process. Okay. So the way you get rosin, Jono, is you get this beautiful weed flower plant, right? You throw it into this huge tub of ice water. That's it. There's ice and water. And you just like mix it, mix it, mix it, mix it. And what you're doing is you're knocking all the trichomes off the plant. And then, yeah, it gets separated from the weed. So then you then like drain it and then like shift, sift it, right? So you go through like these cloth bags, cheese bags, like you're straining it through, straining it through. And then as that all dumps out, then you're left with this like almost like clay looking material. Mm -hmm. And you dehumidifier and it turns into like sand mm. and that's what hash is right so it's this it's like bubble it's all called ice water hash you put that you like scoop it into like tea bags and then you press that on this huge like freaking squisher that's also has like heat the plates are also heated to a certain temperature I don't know, it's like 130 degrees or 100 and something. And you just, with these huge pressure plates, you just like squash it, squash it, squash it. And then you just see like this beautiful, like honey come out. Literally looks like honey. It's crazy. Just like seeps out of those bags. And all you're doing is squishing the trichomes from the plant. So it just goes from water and ice to being dried out to then being squashed with a little bit of heat. And that's which that's how you get rosin. Sounds lovely. You sound like the Martha Stewart of wheat. <laughs> Come on, honey, let's bake some things and clean some things after <laughs> we take this fat dab. <laughs> I'll be the dab daddy Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, things are moving in a different climate now. You know, the way that uh, the legalization of marijuana. How do you feel like everything's going? Oh, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's moving slowly. It's moving slowly, but it's moving in a direction where, you know, it's no longer looked down upon or you're, you're not no longer being criminalized for it. Right. I'm, I mean, specifically in certain states. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because it's not, it's not the kind of the whole country is not like that yet. Hopefully one day we will be like that. Because, I mean, there's still people incarcerated for, like, a fucking gram to an eighth of weed, like, in Texas, you know, which is crazy, where people are making multi-billions and millions of dollars off the same plant that someone's in jail and hasn't been able to do anything for five years already. Yeah. So that's the shit that irks me. But, um, I mean, we are just blessed to live in a state and a city that uh, looks past that. And doesn't see it as a criminal charge, and we're able to make money and profit off of it. I mean, the state is obviously profiting off of it as well. But I mean, yes, we're going in the right direction. Um, it's getting a little too commercialized already. 
So that's what we're really scared about, the people who are actually in the community and here for the culture and not here just to make a buck. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if you saw, but like we, I saw this advertisement the other day. It was like fucking Circle K was talking to someone about starting to sell weed at the convenience stores. I mean, yeah, that looks cool, sounds cool, but definitely not cool because then it's going to be commercialized. Then who's going to get behind it? Yeah. Who's, who's going to be the people controlling it at that point? And you even mentioned. So it's also kind of scary. You even <clears throat> mentioned about like quality versus quantity and how, you know, like starting off from the plant when it's you're using all these growth hormones and all these things that are going into the plant, it's still a yeah, and that, and those are the product. Absolutely. And like the people who are in it for the quick buck, those are going to be the people selling that type of flower, you know, too, because they're not here for the culture. They're, they don't, they're, they don't care about the community. They don't care what's going to happen to cannabis or, or the flower or the plant in the next the next step or the next year or the next two to five years you know what i mean they're just yeah. here for real quick right now make it and get the fuck out yeah so they're the ones that are messing it all up and because that with them being in the community and them being in the space it means they're going to be giving a shit product and then who knows how they're making it where they're getting it from um i mean yeah there's somewhat of rules and like steps of how you're treating your plan, how you're getting it tested. But I mean, when it comes down to it, once you have your space, like um, uh, your own dispensary, you can, you can be backdooring and pu pushing a lot of other shit people don't know and not tested. And those are going to be the people who come in here for the quick fucking just are ruining the whole entire space, mm -hmm. selling us boof, um, charging way too much for it. Um, ruining the prices in the industry like yeah craziness but that that's where it comes in you know where the education portion of it where you yep. know like your knowledge that you're sharing right now with us you know is important for anybody that you know is is in the business and is a consumer for you especially know, the consumers because they're the ones making us money they're the ones paying for everything yeah. you know and, and if to, we're giving knowing them, what's putting into your body yeah i mean if you're giving them this bad product and it's just a, a bad situation for everyone yeah completely agree all righty so we're coming uh, to the tail end of our episode so you mentioned to me earlier that you're going to be coming out with new stuff at the beginning of the year and you're going to be in a few dispensaries locally, right? Yeah. We're going to first come out in West Hollywood with a dispensary called Oz. Nice. Right there on Santa Monica Boulevard. And then also in downtown with Dr. Green Thumb. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll be working on a lot more dispensaries now that we have our set date for all of our finished product and everything. But, yep, starting January... We will be even having like a launch event at the dispensaries too. Don't know which day yet, but um, we'll, we'll be posting about it. We'll be talking about it on all our social medias. Awesome. Can't wait for that. Is there anything else you want to plug? No pun intended. <laughs> um, just be on the lookout for our fitness apparel too. That's it. Yeah. Where can we find you on social media? 
uh, personally, it's Samsky 14111X2. This is already my third backup account. <laughs> and then uh, for our Instagram for the brand, iPoppy, it's at iPoppyCo, A-Y-P-A-P-I-C-O. Into it. Make sure to go follow them, guys, and see all the new shit that they have coming out for the new year. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> Thank you for so much. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> oh, I came on, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. and Can't wait to do a hit with you next time I see you. Yeah, can't wait for you to try the product and for our next photo shoot. Yes, please. All please. right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. Ciao. This is Jabber Podcast, executive produced by John Madison. If you have a question, comment, topic, or story you want to share, we want to hear it. Email jabbrpod at gmail.com or send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter at jabberpod. This podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. Stories and mentions are not meant to hurt anyone or their subtitle parties. Intro and outro, LA Step by We. Oh, <laughs>